And we are back. During the break, we started talking a little bit about religion and figured we would kind of share that conversation with you. So do we want to tie that into anything or are we just going to start talking about Jesus? Uh, you guys can talk about whatever you want. Oh, okay. And why is that? Uh, because I'm not a believer. <gasps> That's okay. Okay, yeah, good. I still appreciate <laughs> you. So, uh, yeah, as, as people probably know by now, I, I do um, align myself with the Christian faith. Um, Cody himself is atheist. I am, in fact, an atheist. Yes, and then we're still trying to figure out what Nick is, but... We've come to the conclusion that we think he is, in fact, a vampire. Yeah, we we did come <laughs> to vampirism, yeah. Jokes, all jokes. No, I do not enjoy the essence of life. I'm just going to go ahead and put this stick in liquid hammer form. Away. <laughs> yeah. No, I can survive in in the face of a cross, and I like garlic, so yes. Yeah, no kidding. Blade could do those things, too. I can never... Daywalker. <laughs> I am not also not a daywalker. No, Um. so I was raised Christian, still am. Um, my earliest memories uh, are from 3CU. Uh, for those of you who don't know, 3CU is Church of Christ in Christian Union. No, okay. Um, when I was about five to seven, we, my family started going to a non-denominational church and have been in that vein ever since. Okay. So... I myself grew up in a Methodist home um, around my teen years. Uh, my friend who was Catholic, uh, we decided we were going to kind of do a test of, you know, whatever. And we were checking out all kinds of different denominations. We went to Episcopalian and Pentecost. Uh, what's the other? Presbyterian. I tried Lutheran, which is like Catholic light. Um, Diet Catholic. Yeah. Catholic light. Half the guilt. It's a very apt description, though. Yeah, and that's that, that's what we came up with. But uh, I personally came back to being Methodist. He ended up going non-denominational. Um, a lot of people have questions about the denominations because they think that, you know, some people aren't familiar with the Christian faith, think that each one is its own faith, its own religion, and that's when, you know, I have to kind of correct people that it's not really, you know, we're all Christians. It's just how we choose to worship or how we choose to kind of handle different situations. Like Catholics, Catholicism believes that you have to, you know, uh, confess your sins to the father of the church, whereas everybody else looks at them like you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, and, and Baptists believe that you have to be fully immersed when you were baptized otherwise you're not going to heaven a uh, friend and i got into that argument in high school i'm like so just because i got spritzed it means that it doesn't count and he's like exactly i'm like oh okay so thought that was interesting yeah I mean, so so baptist to to add on to that baptist believe um if you've read the bible um the part where Jesus goes and gets baptized by John the Baptist, part of John the Baptist's method it is he would fully submerse you in the water so that the rebirth actually covers your entire body. And that is the, the basis of the, the Baptist belief, is that they believe baptism should 
require a full submersion under the water and back up. That's what they believe as as baptism. Mm-hmm. Now, my my particular uh, church that I currently go to, we we do that. We do f- the full submersion, um, as well as my my previous non denominational church. We we did the same thing, full submersion, mm-hmm. and that's more along the lines of not specifically holding on to the Baptist style of Christianity. It's it's going off of what we have seen as evidenced in the Bible. Sure, and that's and that again is why there are denominations. It's you know. Like me being Methodist, we are about we're kind of like the hippies of Christianity. It's <laughs> we go, we sing some songs, and then we go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, I I think the same could be said about non denominational. Yeah, as as the hippies of we are very uh, dip, now this is church by church basis. Mm-hmm. Um, very carefree mm-hmm. uh, in in our belief. Um, I would say now, unless you were raised non-denominational like I mostly was, um, you may have some old leanings. If you were previously, say, Methodist, mm-hmm. going to a non-denominational, you may have some previous leanings from your time in the Methodist community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, back in high school, we uh, there was a church, local church, that after football games from high school football games, they would have what was called fifth quarter. So like yeah. you know yeah you would go and or uh so we we called it actually Friday night lights yeah okay but same yeah same, same concept you just go hang out you know you either play like volleyball or basketball and have some snacks and then there'd be like a quick you know uh what do you call it when you de- devotional kind of thing and yeah. and then go on about your way and it was neat because you got to see all kinds of different kids from different whatever um but I enjoyed that church because it was very much, it was very similar to mine in that, you know, it was laid back. It wasn't very, you know, it was very come as you are where I was used to, you know, having to dress up and do, you know, things a certain way. Yeah. And that, that is also very much how non-denominational is. You come as you are, we have no rules. Mm -hmm. Jesus accepts all comers. That's very much how, we were raised um so say when i when we had our our friday night light sessions or you know fifth quarter we uh at least in my small town we were were very or at least our community of churches we were very music oriented we had a a lot of uh musical talent mm-hmm. so we would have concerts cool and i was in one of those bands so it was an excellent experience to actually do that on a Friday night. And it would be not to sound like you're the mother hen, but it would be like the alternative to going out and being stupid and partying. Mm-hmm. Not to sound like the, <laughs> no, I mean, the overbearing insulting. dad, because <laughs> yeah, the oh, don't drink and don't, don't do drugs, kids. No, I'm not like that. Cause I'm, honestly sitting here drinking Woodford Reserve <laughs> and and we can get into that and how that applies into religion a little bit later but sure. yeah Woodford Reserve you'd like to sponsor the podcast uh we we don't accept money we accept bottles of whiskey yeah, absolutely Knob Creek if you'd like also like to sponsor the podcast pretty much any bourbon I think <laughs> yes yeah or or if we're trying for uh high hopes here uh Lagavulin scotch you know if you're anybody there's listening 
I'll take a case. Listen, Mr. Hoity Toity over here. A whole case, please. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Nothing less. Nothing less. I'll take more, time. but nothing less. Right, exactly. Um, so here's something that maybe all three of us can get into because, and I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but was talking to somebody about, I'll talk about the political thing and then we'll bring it back into the religion. I don't remember which congressperson it was, but uh, she is a known lesbian. Um, she, as a child, went to a Catholic church. Um, never had any problem with it because she was hiding her sexuality. But as she became, you know, a congresswoman and all this, kept coming out, whatever, this and that. But she went to this Catholic church to go partake in communion. And the church denied her, stating that because she was lesbian, homosexual, that they would not allow her to take part. Now, Catholics are really kind of funny about that because me being a Methodist, even though I am a Christian, if I were to go into a Catholic church and want to do communion, they wouldn't let me do it either. Um, but using the... I have a funny side story to that. Um, okay. <laughs> so my either junior or senior year, um, the band I was in, we did a... New Year's Eve lock-in concert for a church in Portsmouth, Ohio. And we weren't actually scheduled to take the stage until, like, 1 in the morning. Oh, wow. And I was like, good God, I thank God I'm in high school because I can do that. (laughs) If we were to do it now, I'd kind of struggle a little bit. Uh, But we had, like, we had time to kill. Mm -hmm. So, like, we, we were there at the venue at, like... 9 p.m., maybe earlier. So we had like gobs and gobs of hours to, to kill before we actually had to be back and and get ready for the show. But so we were just driving around Portsmouth. And if you've ever been to Portsmouth, Ohio, it's very much small town America, not a whole lot to do. Mm-hmm. And we just happened to drive by a Catholic church that was holding a New Year's Eve mass. So we're like, eh. We've never been, so let's pop in. Sure. Sit in the back row and experience. Yeah. Um, it's very strange if you've never been. Um, so we got to, we listened to the whole thing, the uh, the stand-ups, the sit-downs, the kneels, oh, the, yeah. the Hail Marys, and all of the various uh, corporate chants that make <laughs> it very much sound like uh, a cult. Yes. Uh, which, granted, a lot of the stuff in the Christian church does sound very cultish mm-hmm. if you take a step back and look at it. Um, however, we got to the very end of the service when they did communion, and because the way most Catholic churches that I have seen do this, they have one giant piece of, or giant loaf of bread that you would pull a piece off. Mm hmm. Take the take the bread communion, and then they would have a shared wine cup, mm-hmm. and us sitting in the very back, <laughs> and also being eighteen at the time, yeah, eighteen nineteen at the time, we were like, yeah, no, we're not going <laughs> to drink after every other person in this building, yeah. So That's how the coronavirus spread by the ex- way, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Quarantine yourselves, people. So my church used to do it all kinds of different ways, but the last time that I took communion, they uh, they did the same thing. It was a loaf and a and a chalice. But what you would do is you would take the bread and then yep. you would dip, dip it. it. Yeah, yeah, which you know much much cleaner um, instead of doing the the cool little wafers like the Catholics have. 
But, uh, but yeah, so kind of getting back to that original thing was taking taking Catholicism out of the equation of what I was just talking about. How do you feel about homosexuals being, A, allowed into the church, B, being part of the church, maybe not necessarily being a minister or whatever, but just being, you know, part of or whatever? Like, how how do you feel? Either one. It, it doesn't really, like, it shouldn't impact the person at all, honestly, like, realistically, if you think about it. As long as a person's, like, not a bad person, it mm-hmm. shouldn't matter what their sexuality is, realistically. I know that, like, uh, there's multiple religions where the Bible essentially considers the act of being homosexual, like, abominable. Like, it's evil. And, um... It... Yeah, so, to, to go along with that, it's not technically that it's considered evil. Right. It's, I mean, it's just abominable. Um, so that is the word that is most often translated as... But to kind of laymanize it a little bit, or put it into layman's terms, mm-hmm. put it in in a non two dollar word, um, it's more that it goes against God's original plan mm-hmm. a- according to Genesis. So is, does uh, so does humans flying around in airplanes though? Technically, <sighs> we're not supposed to do that either. Well, that's that's opening a whole can of worms on absolutely on religious <laughs> conspiracy that we can get into if we we have time. But that's just kind of how I feel about the subject matters. It's just like I don't see any reason. Like if if you've been a decent human being and you've been like a member of the church your whole life, why does it matter that you're that you're gay? Okay. Yeah. So to touch on that, um, the church I currently go to, um, and I'm not going to mention names because I don't want my pastors to get bombarded with hate mail and <laughs> right. emails and have pickets and protests outside our church because nobody wants that. As Cody holds up a picket sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Now I've completely lost train of thought. Okay, yeah, so... Um, in regards to that, most non-denominational churches, we don't care. Right. We don't care. Come as you are, like like we mentioned. Come as you are. Um, biggest example of that, the disciples. Mm-hmm. The original 12 disciples who are now called apostles. Um, you've got Peter, James, and John were fishermen, mm-hmm. laborers. They, they worked the fields or the lakes, I guess. Um, there was Matthew, who was probably one of the most hated professions of that time was a Roman tax collector. Yep. And then there was um there was Mary Magdalene who's not technically I mean maybe in Catholicism she's more of a groupie than Yeah, she she's not technically a disciple but she was a very prominent follower mm-hmm. of of Jesus and she was a prostitute. Right. Or something similar, whatever the equivalent was at that time. Correct, yeah. Oldest profession on the planet. Um, yeah, so basically the whole premise of at least my non-denominational faith is come as you are. Mm-hmm. It's all based in relationship. Um, now, granted, all Christianity is, the core of it is you believe that Jesus was the Son of God that he came to sacrifice himself in order to offer you salvation. John 3.16. 
Yeah, exactly. Regardless of what translation of Bible you read. Mm -hmm. So that is the whole premise. And his whole thing in his time with us on earth was, number one, love God. Mm -hmm. Number two, love your neighbor, Mm -hmm. which in more uh, modern translations can translate to uh, love your enemy. Mm -hmm. Love everybody as you love yourself. Right. And as long as you follow those two tenets, everything else will fall into place. So Jess and I go around and around about it sometimes because she's agnostic. Um, she believes that there's something, but she wants to have tangible proof. And unfortunately for those of us who are religious, we know that religion is a test of faith. And faith is belief without proof. Go ahead. I would like to point out that uh, Odin promised to kill all the frost giants, and I have seen no frost giants in my 29 years of life. So I'm changing over to Odinism. Uh, yes, let's all do that. Can we? Can we just all worship? Praise Odin. Praise Odin. Praise Odin. Uh, but happy Thor's day. <laughs> happy Thor's day, everybody. <laughs> so, but but that's she. She says the same thing as you, Cody. Is you know I don't understand if you have someone who does everything right, quote-unquote. You know, they don't kill anybody, they don't cheat on anybody, they don't, you know, do anything else, they don't want to... And yet, just because of their sexual orientation, they're going to hell? I don't think that's right. <sighs> yeah, I mean, and even... that's that's where you get into the very hot and heavy debates among the Christian faith. Right. Is, to be honest, if you are following those two tenets and and obviously the third that you believe in Christ's death and the salvation and, and all of that mm-hmm. as long as you are following love God and love everybody else as you would love yourself now granted some people out there hate themselves and it's right. a whole different thing um, and there's also the word love gets lost in translation as mm-hmm. well. Um, a lot of the Bible was originally, before it was in Latin, was in ancient Greek. Mm-hmm. And ancient Greek has, I want to say, six different words that all mean love, but it's the various aspects of love that, mm-hmm. that each word derives its meaning. Um, so a lot of it gets lost in translation. Um, but yeah, as long as you follow those three basic tenets, you believe in the cruci- crucifixion and salvation, mm-hmm. um, love God, mm-hmm. and love everybody else as you would love yourself, mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, if you if you take a look, a deep, hard look at the original Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. that's where that's the the basis of every single one of those commandments. Correct is, is love and kindness. And the split. Well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, don't be a rude dude. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, just yeah. Be. It boils down to don't be a dick. Yeah. No, absolutely, and I and I agree. Um, the the split from Judaism to Christianity was just the acceptance of Jesus as the Messiah. Um, you know, Jews don't believe that he was. I mean, they believe he existed. There, there's historical right. proof, but they believe he was just a, another prophet, just a dude, right? Yeah. And so that's where that split comes from. And so you know, you have the Ten Commandments that still work on both ends of things, but the Christian, the Christian thing really boils down to three sixteen, John three sixteen, like you mentioned. If you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. There's your John 3.16. So if you ever see that in a football stadium, there you go. 
Um, but that's that's kind of where that split is. And Jess even you know was saying, well, if I do everything right, you know, and I'm straight and everything, but I still don't accept Jesus as you know my savior, does that still mean that I'm going to hell? Yes. Okay. Yes, and 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 the strictest terms of all forms of Christianity. Yes. And so that's my problem. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that, and because I want to get your take on it too, and this is what I explained to her: is a if you don't believe in any of this anyway, then what does it really matter? You, you know what I mean? Like not right. being a smart ass. I'm just saying, like like Cody. I mean, we, here we have you know you and I have been talking about this, Nick, for what twenty minutes now. And, you know, Cody's not, I'm sure, going to change just based on this conversation. And he probably is just like, yeah, whatever. You can talk about all this all you want. It's like us talking about, <laughs> I don't know, floor coverings for all he cares. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of, you do have some really nice floor well, here in you. your house. Decent. It looks like your, uh, you know, upper area painting could have used a little bit of work. Well, so we're uh, it looks like it's model. waiting for some some crown molding. Yeah. That's what and looking for. I'm actually moving the studio from this room to the front room, so I have more room, so we're not sitting on top of each other. Room. Oh. I just felt left out. I, you no, said you should. A lot. Yeah. I know. I said it like 42 times yeah. in 10 seconds. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but no, and I was like, you know, so if you don't believe, then you know, what's what's it really matter to you anyway? Not, again, not being a smart ass. This is my fiance. I love her. We have conversations like this all the time. But I was like, the second thing is, if you were to go to, just in the, in the loosest of terms here, if you were to go to a bar and you don't have the, the cover fee, do you get in? No. Everything has rules. And that is literally about the only rule, quote unquote. I mean, taking Ten Commandments and everything aside. That's really all you got to do. I mean, if you accept them, then sweet, then you're in. If you don't, well, then you're not. Everything in our world has rules, has regulations, and that just happens to be the one for Christianity. So, yeah. And so I I was going to touch on that uh, maybe a little bit later, um, the whole rules and regulations aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, granted, uh, most Christianity is seen like, well, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, and you can't do this. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not about that. Right. It's, it's not about that whatsoever. Um, so growing up, we had a term for that that we called, we actually called religion. So a so religion to me, because I grew up using that term to quantify um, all of the rules and regulations that the various aspects of Christianity throughout the you have to do this, you can't do this, you have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And it's not about that at all. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's, it's it's 100% about a relationship. I agree. And you can equate that relationship to friendship um, with, with your friends or romantic relationship with a man and wife, man and man, a woman, woman whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about a relationship and following the the two actual commandments that Christ Himself gave us is it's it's basically about love and kindness. Don't be a dick, bro. Right. <laughs> and that's just it. Like it, it, the friend that I talked to about then had this conversation with was you know so to kind of get back onto the original question real quick then we'll come back was that he said well you know i mean if they're if they're living in their sin and they're proud of that sin then why should they be led into the church well the reason why is because jesus taught 
to prostitutes, Mary Magdalene. He, yeah. you know, talked to sinners. That was his yeah. thing. That, yeah, that was his thing. That was what he was known for amongst the actual religious leaders of the time. And so for... Is that why, why are these people calling you rabbi, which means uh, spiritual teacher? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Jewish term. Um, why are they calling him rabbi when he goes and hangs out with prostitutes and tax collectors and sinners exactly and that was it i mean he was showing them the way he was showing them you know the the right way to life quote unquote and and whatnot so that's why it really kind of bothered me when you know he really had to sit there and think about it when i brought that up to him and he was like well i don't really know how i feel about that and i'm like well I mean, it's in the Bible <laughs> that, you know, Jesus spoke with these people and, and taught to them and whatnot. Um, so I guess to me, it just it's a no brainer to me. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't let people like that in your church. And then if you still want to talk about the 316 thing, about all you have to do is just accept Jesus. It, it, you have people who live in their sin every day that still accept Jesus. Yes. Go ahead, Cody. I'm just one of the people raising my hand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they they still accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and, you know, maybe it's an addiction that they're fighting or, you know, whether it's it's whatever it is. They still still accept, or they still, yeah, accept him as their Savior, so why not? And I guess it would be the same thing with someone as homosexual. I I understand where my friend was coming from when he was saying they're they're living in their sin, they're proud of their sin, but at the same time, it's like, "Ah, but we all do it in one form or another. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so that's that's the whole premise, and I I've been reading a book called Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. I love C.S. Lewis, who, by the way, was an atheist before he. Uh, found Christianity. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, well, C.S. Lewis is dead, so we'll take some the, of that Narnia money. <laughs> the uh, the estates of C.S. Lewis, if you yes. would like to, uh, would the spirit of C.S. Lewis like to sponsor the podcast? <laughs> that would be freaky and awesome and amazing all at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, no. So he in that book he describes, and I'm having trouble remembering the exact phrasing he put into it um but he essentially said that there are things uh that if you are outside of christianity won't make sense to you Mm -hmm. will not make sense to you no matter how hard you try but once you cross that threshold and actually enter into that relationship basis with jesus things that didn't make sense before will start to make sense now, this is and this safe... is this is not a recruitment or no. conversion drive in, in right. any sense. It's Cody. This is an intervention. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I didn't have time to hang the banner. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> that's that's why the door's locked. I mean, no. Oh, Bob Beans. <laughs> this, but I'm I'm about to ask something, and and I think you should know that this is a safe place, not like a liberal safe place, but. It, it, Oh, it's a safe place. You, you're you not going to be condemned or we're not going to say anything. So, I mean, what? just so I know, like, what do you believe about 
after this life? Like, are you literally just about one food? About spirituality in general. Yeah. Or, I mean, or so, I guess to put it in. So I guess I guess there's sort of the background on this. I actually uh, went from Christian to atheist. So it wasn't unlike most people. Just like, no, I don't want to do it because it's what everybody does. Right. Type dealio. I was. I actually grew up and I was raised Lutheran. Uh, Lutheran and and partially Baptist because you know mom was Baptist. And sure. The rest of my family was basically Lutheran. Uh, I went to a Lutheran school. I'll call the Atonement Lutheran until I was like. 15, mm-hmm. 15, 16. Did you say torment? Atonement. Atonement. Oh, I thought he said torment, too. Torment. I was like, Lutheran. well, no wonder. <laughs> Show up, and it's like, all right, here's your hot, fiery poker for the day. <laughs> Half the guilt, twice the pain. All right. <laughs> so I was going to a school called Atonement Lutheran. Or is Lutheran. it double the guilt? No. Oh. Twice the pain. You can tell the school was really Christian, because they played they played Creed over the speakers. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. With arms wide open. <laughs> And it was, it Which, was, by the way, Creed did actually come out and say that they are not Christian yes, in any they form actually of the saints. So all the people that were like, oh, these guys oh, are super Creed. cool Christian, they're like, oh, backpedaling now. So yeah, oh, yeah good like, times. Big oof. But they played like Creed over the radio, and eventually when Pillar came out, they played Pillar and stuff like that. Pillar was a Christian band. Though. Yes, Pillar was, um, is, is, was. I don't, I think I don't know if they're, they're still around. But, uh, but they were good. I, I like So I, I was in the Christian faith for a long time, probably probably first 18, 20 years of my life, mm-hmm. I eventually left it. Um, there was too much about it that I just couldn't get behind, such as the example that you guys were talking about earlier, where a person could literally do everything right, live everything by their own merit, and then be punished for it, or what would feel like a punishment to me. Mm-hmm. So I personally, I cannot worship a deity or a god that would be willing to damn a person for just not believing in them despite their actions mm-hmm. so if you have the free will thank thankfully we have free will yes uh if you've if you've already been given the gift of free will and you don't tarnish it and you utilize it for the betterment of mankind and the betterment of everybody i feel that you should not be punished for it in any any shape of the word fair enough and that's like even even if you know even if i die and it turns out that i was wrong i'll be like well you know i stuck to my guns at least <laughs> but you know, that's kind of how I feel about the whole situation. And you brought up the whole, well, if you want the cover fee for a bar, well, first of all, that's currency, okay? We don't need currency. It was an dead. example. You understand what I'm saying when I say this. Yeah, I know what you mean. But right. Look, I don't think you die, and then there's Gabriel up there. Yo, do you know how many G-washes and B-Franks you got? And you're like, dang, Walt's <laughs> a little empty today, Gabe. Can you just let me in this time? But <laughs> spiritually, I, I just, look, I did not exist for billions and billions of years okay before i did and how how dare i be upset for not existing for billions and billions and years after i'm dead this is kind of how i look at it so no well see that comes back to um uh, a saying that i've always liked uh so it's uh was it by george rr R. martin no <sighs> we're not Vic. No, uh, it's I can't. I don't know who the author is, but it's essentially. Um, I would rather believe in a god and Christianity and and all that. However, it was exactly worded and be wrong mm-hmm. than to believe the opposite and be wrong. Yeah. I mean that's that's also what is uh, used as a scare tactic for yeah and I and I get that which I completely a hundred percent disagree with right because to each their own man to each their yeah. own like you follow what you believe that's right be true to yourself yes it is actually legal to uh, get your 
yourself, like a, your driver's license picture, taken with a spaghetti strainer on your head if you're actually a follower of the Flying Spaghetti Monster Trek. That is correct. And I am thinking <laughs> about doing that. Monster. I'm actually thinking about doing that just so I can have a strainer on my head for my next driver's yeah, license Yeah, so you can, you can quote religious freedom and get anything you want in your driver's license picture. <sighs> Dude, I, I, was, believe, I believe most um, Islamic people can t- can use the Islam faith to wear their um, what's it hijab. called? Yeah, hijab. hijab. Yeah. Which, which defeats really, the purpose. Yeah, which really extreme <laughs> hijabs you can only see their eyes. Their so eyes, yes. it, yeah. Can I? Can I just like tell them that I'm? It's religious freedom and put like literally a whole quesadilla on my head. Not maybe. I, okay, this is the purpose of life. Right my now. religion is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I believe I believe in tacos and quesadillas. And how dare you? Quesadilla. Como es Juan, Senor yeah. Butthead? <laughs> Como es Juan? A uh, burrito? Uh, burrito? <laughs> no, no. Como that, es Juan? That's Italian, you moron. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, and that's... I, I'm glad we kind of touched on it, and, and thank you for letting me know how you feel. And I'm, I'm always intrigued by the people who, like you, say that you were brought up in a Christian home, but then decided to go away from the religion. Mm-hmm. Because it, it fascinates me just as much as the people who have been atheists their entire life. And then go Christian. And then go Christian. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting to me. And I, I don't fault yeah, and it, for anything. Yeah, to, but, to be honest, it, it all boils down to life experience. Now, yeah. you could have in your formative years growing up under Lutheran could have been in a really shitty exp- church experience because mm-hmm. there are really shitty church experiences no, my, out mine there. No, mine was actually pretty good. We uh, There was a lot of, like, a whole bunch of good community gatherings. It was, they all felt like family to me. It was, nothing, like, stood out as, as bad that I can look back and recall. It was kind of me just eventually getting to the point where I was older and I was like, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of shitty Mm-hmm. That, like, he just wouldn't let you in for, for that. So, you know what? I'm just not... I, I don't feel comfortable believing in something that... To me, that would come that would come across as, like, you have to do this or you're damned. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm damned then, my dude. So yeah, and now that comes back to that, that whole saying, we all could be wrong. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, so I'll talk about my friend from Libya here shortly. But, it, like, yours is more of the, the issues with the doctrine itself. Yeah. Whereas I know someone who went to church about the same length of time as you did, but then got away from the church. Um, they're more agnostic, but it was just because of the people in their life that, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, well, I'm a, I'm a real Christian, you know, I do this, I do that. But then they treated people like crap. Or yeah, they exactly. Would, you know, yeah. And that's, and, and that's, like, yeah, that that's the biggest thing about Christianity, especially in Western civilization. Yes. Is that we, as a civilization, like to identify as Christian, but we don't like to follow the tenets of Christianity, which mm-hmm. is basically, don't be a dick, man. <laughs> I'd like to point out that uh, the majority of Christians I meet that weren't family-based were uh, the most elitist people I've ever known in my life. And see, there you go. That's that's how this person was with us, yep. and, and I know... I know some people who are Christian that are very elitist, and I'm being myself a Christian, and just like... Oh, yeah, that's see, it's making like me look bad, my, man. My actual, my actual best friend, my actual like living, breathing best friend. He actually exists, okay? Because when I say his name, you're gonna think I'm joking. His name is John Smith, 
And I'm glad I could say that because nobody on this podcast will believe me. No, that's fine. Uh, my best friend Mary Johnson is good friends with their John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to school with a John Smith, so yes. Yeah, there's a lot of John Smiths, so boom. The misnomer, they do exist. Yeah, I John Smiths actually, do exist. They date Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe he dates a lot of people I don't know about. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> But he's a he's now, very very. If very I actually ran into a girl that was named Pocahontas, I would probably ask her to marry me on the spot. I, instantly, right? yeah, yes. I would even tell her I would lie. My name is John Smith. Hello. <laughs> Wait, what? What was the other John that she did actually marry? Oh, I couldn't even begin. John to say. Snow. Oh, <laughs> ooh, hey now, winter is coming. George R. R. Martin, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, we know you got the money. Absolutely, just shell out point zero one percent, or you know redo the last two seasons of game of thrones that'd be fantastic the books were okay though but yeah like yeah he's he's my actual best friend he's like a very 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 christian individual mm-hmm. and he's at the point where he like he still tries to get me to go to church with him and i've, I've entertained it a few times like i've went with him a couple of times sure um basically just like i said yeah sure come on let's go and he thinks he can actually eventually convert me and i keep telling the poor guy it's not gonna happen because my issue isn't with with the right. people in Christianity at all. It's with the belief itself. The doctrine, yeah. Yeah. So my friend, uh, I have a friend who lives in Libya. And, uh, of course, being over in Libya, he is uh, Islamic. He's a Muslim. Um, and he and I have so many great conversations about the actual similarities between Islam and Christianity. That's a common theme amongst religion. Oh, right. yeah. So all religions have a, a grain of similarity. Right. Some some more than others, but yeah, there is always a common thread there. But even to the point where like he was talking about the, you know, in the Quran they even teach about Noah. You know, they have Adam and Eve. They have, you know what I mean? It's like Well, so to to be honest, and I haven't done any extensive study into Islam, um I even though I probably should. Yeah. But um from what I have seen, uh it's the same God. It is the same God. It is the same As God. Allah, Allah is yes. God. Yeah. Allah, right. Allah in the various languages in the Middle East do does translate literally to God, and it is the same God as Judaism and as Christianity. Correct. And that's what's frustrating is because you have, again, my, my friend is even talking about how they can't stand Jews. It, you know, when I'm like, but it's... You just said that it's the same God as Christianity, and yet it's the same God as Judaism. I don't understand. But again, yes. I know everything. I just wanted to make you ask yes. Sounds good. Okay. I can edit it in post, you jag. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. But uh, I won't, though, because that was kind of cool. So, <laughs> you know, we talk about the, you know, the, the similarities and how they are. Like, you know, we have Jesus, they have Muhammad, and but yet still we both are kind of curious as to and the jews are still waiting for their messiah apparently yeah. it's me i'm i'm here they just didn't here and uh here and uh well let's not give away yeah, our location we're not yeah, no. we already got close enough by saying <laughs> different locations we're in, in the ohio. general vicinity of the state of ohio yes welcome to ohio we have cornfields barbecue shacks and a sign that says hell is real and, and that, that is true. And everybody forgets how to drive when it snows. Ugh. People just don't know how to drive here, period. I'm not going to lie. I've drove like in tons of different states, and Ohio has the worst drivers. Sue me. Uh, I will. South Carolina I will, wins. I will one-up you, Florida. 
I actually oh. drove in Florida, and I will take Florida driving any day over Florida. Ohio driving. North now see, now see, Ohio is on par with Florida, but Michigan if you has the best drivers, if you were to take away the endless construction and potholes of Ohio, it'd be so much right. better. Be yeah. all right. Well, Michigan has the best drivers because nobody there can actually afford insurance. <laughs> Everybody so, buses. Everybody buses. No, no, people. No, people just, drive. They drive oh, very man. carefully. They drive very good. That's funny. They're the good. When it snows, everybody's a professional. It's the best. Yeah. You learn how to drive real quick in Michigan. Yeah. I'll bet. I, f- <laughs> I feel like all-wheel drive should be a federal mandate. No kidding. But to kind of steer us back in here, uh, Jess and I talk about this too. Like, there's so many religions, and and they're all so similar, and yet they each say that they are the one. It's like, so who's right? And this is where I get into some murky waters with my Christian friends. Yeah. Clearly, and that's that's why I always go with we could all be wrong. Yeah, you nobody know, right? But I would rather believe what I believe and be wrong than to not believe and also be wrong. And yeah, yeah. Well, my view on that is like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't care what you do. So. Go ahead. Did you have? Yeah, something? and well, so the and that's why I was going to say that's kind of the core of modern Christianity is basically don't be unfriendly, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Love, love your fellow man like you would love yourself, or I guess the the golden rule. Yeah, treat others as you would like to be treated. Exactly. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's really Colonel. Hard. These Christians are really getting on my jimmies. <laughs> So, as some as someone who was, you know, who who grew up in the Christian belief and and is now atheist, just for what do you believe as far as an afterlife goes? Do you believe that there is one at all, or um, well, no, um, I don't. So I the, the way I like kind of factor all this in is I just would prefer to enjoy the life I have. Okay, so like. There, there's just as much of a chance of me not existing as there was a chance of me existing. True. Because, I mean, at one point in my meager existence, which is a speckle of the entirety of the cosmos, mm-hmm. uh, I was the little fastest swimming sperm, and I was first place, so they can all get jacked, okay? <laughs> I was number one at least once. That's right. And that's how we should all look at it. Well, so that was something that uh, Matt had brought up on a previous podcast, was that was something for him to relish in as far as you know uh, as far as humanity and everything goes like we it's a miracle that we're here even if you take the religious aspect of that word out of it it's a miracle that any of us are here we're one in a two you know 22 million shot essentially you know what yeah. i mean yeah because so, imagine the, the one one of the ones that like shriveled up and died that yeah. that could have been next pot us or exactly. something like we don't know right all the, and, and people are like oh well it's like when dude it doesn't matter okay you're here for a finite amount of time you're mm-hmm. on earth for a finite amount of time even if there is like an afterlife or a heaven or a hell you are here None for a finite amount right. of time make the most of it no i uh, yeah, don't and that's sick. yeah and that's that's a a big basis in at least my christian upbringing as well is you're here on Earth for a finite, finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your life being uh, mean to your neighbor. Don't waste your life being selfish. Basically, like we've been saying, don't be a dick, bro. Yeah. You do you, boo. You yeah. do you, boo. And that's, that's I guess, where I get 
frustrated with both ends of things because, you know, I, I try to be a good person and I've had people come up to me that barely know me or, you know, like I'll meet in a new job or something and be like, you're a Christian, aren't you? Yeah. Why do you, well, you could just tell by the way you carry yourself. And that made me feel good because it's like, well, you know, obviously I'm doing something quote unquote right, but then I have other Christians looking at me, looking down at me because I have some different opinions on certain things, and I'm like, "Welcome to literally everything in existence." No, I fully agree. Yeah, exactly. But I, I like the uh, just the I don't know what you want to call it, the attitude or the ego of some of them, where it's like, "Well, that's clearly not right." Short like, backstory, because you know, uh, I am a world-renowned professional card game player. I play children's card games. I make a lot of money doing it. Yeah. Like uh, Vanguard, Magic level type things. Uh, and that, that, that like ideology right there of people looking down on you, that, oh, that never goes away, no matter what you do. Oh, no, I know. No. And like, it's, and it's especially true with, uh, Western civilization, America mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in particular. Any it's, first it's, world country. Yeah. It's that sense of entitlement while, where, well, you don't do it this way, then you're not good enough. Except for when you said first world, well, I don't know. Do they still consider it first world anymore? Russia? I have a friend that I met online that lives in Russia, Dmitry. I mean, you can't get much more Russian than the, that, right? Dmitry Polska. No, Dmitry. Uh, very I think nice. Boris. Boris might actually. Oh, Boris be. might win. Boris. Boris Nata- might be Natasha. Natasha, Natasha or Bor- Boris. 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 Um, we must get the squirrel. <laughs> But that the dang moose. <laughs> when we would talk about different things, you know, he he runs a warehouse, and I thought that was, you know, we talked about his average day and things like that, and he asked what I did, and he was like, "Well, that's cool." And but when we were talking about things, he's like, "That's what we Russians don't understand about you Americans is that you all think that you have to have a certain position before your opinion matters or before you're important." He's like, "In Russia, everybody helps each other out. It doesn't matter if you're, you know." flipping burgers or if you're running a company because guess what that guy that's running the company is eventually going to want a burger and then where's he going to i'm like right you're now, absolutely right now yeah. that for me kind of comes back to a political stance because russia is so very much communist very much yes yeah so no i mean i'm not disagreeing with that i just but yeah I, no I I, I I get the, the sentiment there like look after each other mm-hmm. and that's that's a very very core christian thing right. is look after each other the overlord rutin tutin putin has ordered that we all be friends <laughs> i know it in mother russia he was riding better when he told me honestly i think i think that the the way russia actually works is is like astounding the way it functions because mm-hmm. uh, like the more you look into it the more like you dig you like wow there's a lot of stuff wrong in russia like all the time like, oh, yeah. are, it's just horrible and then like they're just getting by yeah, the country persists. Nevertheless, the, I think right. I really think that's that's a big hats off to the Russian people just living that life for so yeah. long. Like, it, wow! <laughs> I remember as a kid in the eighties watching TV, and and they you always, were a kid. Yeah, I don't believe that. long in long the eighties. No way. My social security number is fourteen. I actually think that <laughs> the only thing older than you, Jason, is dirt by two days. Yeah, well, yeah. so I was a kid in the eighties as well. Mm-hmm. <gasps> For no. all of two years. Oh, two full I mean, years. I was born in 1990. Why are you here? 
I like apples. <laughs> you dang millennial, you get off my lawn. They offered me pie and punch and said, just come and make noises into the microphone, and here I am. And so far, yes. you've been doing just fine. We, we've invited him over to the dark side with the promise of sweets and... Mm-hmm. If sweets would like to sponsor the podcast... <laughs> Any sweets, Oreos... No, not Little Oreos. Debbies. They move down to Mexico until they Slim come. Slim Jims, though, we can take Slim Jims. Yeah, I have an. Is that technically a sweet though? That's more savory. I mean, I don't care. Savory. Okay, we. There. I mean, you can dip it in sugar first. Oh yeah, that yes. Right. Anyway. Okay. Rabbit hole. That was I talking? Yeah. <laughs> damn it! It doesn't take long. We just right down in. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, Russia. Russia. Still Russia? Russia. Yeah. Were we still in? Oh yeah. So uh, they would constantly show like bread lines and and things like that when i was a kid and mm-hmm. and just how miserable people looked and i always was like oh that's but gotta that's be not us yeah and then Soon. yeah and that's just it like i'm seeing all this stuff you know kind of transitioning that way or leaning on i'm like you gotta be kidding me like i watched this stuff on well, tv they still have that issue but then yeah yeah they still have bread lines and stuff like that sure yeah just it's just not not all over the entirety of russia just like the impoverished areas of russia exactly like when you start getting more into the mainland it's fine but like in the in the outskirts no they still do that stuff and what blows my mind like i can kind of see it from a millennialish point of view i don't like putting a, a ton of i'm a I'm an Xer, so I hate putting labels on things. But that I, group, I feel I'm an in betweener. I guess I technically classify as millennial. So see, if you just look at everything like an Oreo cookie, millennial is the cream filling, and Gen Z is like one of the one of the crusts, like one of the like sides of the cookie, mm-hmm. and then Boomer's the other side of the cookie. So where the hell do I fall in? I Oof. guess Gen Xers are the milk you dunk it into. Yeah, you're the milk. You can dunk it at me anytime. Milky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's what she said. That's Sorry. right. Had so, to go there. <laughs> but you know, and and I I guess it's the the younger generations. We'll put it that way. You know, haven't exactly seen this stuff as much. I mean, it's out there to see with the with all the media and everything that's going on there. But it, it wasn't like pushed in your face like it was when I was a kid to be because back then it was always you know yay America and look how everybody else doesn't have it. And yet now it's kind of hidden or you know at least not talked about as much. The other end is shown better, and I'm wondering if that's part of the reason why socialism slash communism looks better to the younger crowd they don't understand they just don't understand how good they have it no i agree in part two to that is why is it that people my age and older are you know are still for it when they when you know what i mean like when they're seeing all this stuff because they're stupid i oh I mean, I, I don't hey, really no. want to go there, but like, <laughs> you're, you're an exception to the rule, not I, an example of the rule. To be honest, I, th- I think it comes from that they've been in it, and I, that's why I kind of identify as an in-betweener, mm-hmm. is because I have been around long enough to know right. what, it, what it looked like when it was actually being shown in the media, and so... I think it comes to most people, at least my age and older, are now realizing that our system is broken mm-hmm. and has been for a long time. Well, and that's why when we were talking about the three of them, I, I am not saying that capitalism is perfect. That would just be no. the stupidest thing to ever say. No, of course not. it's not no, perfect. No, no, no system is perfect or will ever be perfect. Can we perfect. just be an oligarchy? 
We, just we are an oligarchy. I want a better if you, oligarchy. If you want to get down that conspiracy theorist <laughs> rabbit hole, we are technically. Keep saying oligarchy. Now I want Olive Garden. Oligarchy. But <laughs> no, no. Like realistically, if you just look at, if you just want to look at like a compare, like the older generation to like Gen X, Gen mm-hmm. Z, and keep going forward. So one of the things that's really interesting is we don't actually ever talk about like how back in the forties kids were able to buy like rifles. Oh yeah. Out of magazines and walk around, carry them to school. Sure. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> <laughs> that was way later, but, but no, yeah, that movie but, was set in the forties. I, I know. Wait, was it actually a rifle that he ordered? Like, it was, actual, a, it was a beat. It was, air, it was an air rifle, yeah, but yeah, yeah, same premise. Yeah, but he was like, you could actually order an actual mm-hmm. rifle at the time. Yeah, and we had old Sears and Roebuck catalog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then you had uh, you had shooting ranges at schools, things like that. Kids were being taught how to shoot and how to handle guns at schools, and we had no mass shootings at that time. It just didn't happen. No mass publicity. Mass publicized. I would like to point out that because I'm uh, sure that in they're... psychology they try to say that whenever somebody does something bad, you don't actually ever glorify it. Just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, people yeah. do it all the time. Indeed, and they shouldn't. But but yeah, the people don't realize that. Like and just like just like when we go back to when women earn the right to vote. So this is this is actually a really touchy subject for some people because people who are not educated on it don't realize that the majority of women didn't want the right to vote. Because of what it came with, it came with you know being being forced into the mandatory fire training. It came with being forced into the draft. It came with a lot of downsides. Women actually, the majority of them, did not fight for the right to vote. And these are things that aren't brought up anymore, shown or taught anymore. Because we have the suffragettes and the suffragette mm-hmm. movement and things like that. It's very important that people actually get taught this stuff, so they're not just going around screaming about how you know the horrible, evil patriarchy. Yeah, or of man has been the downtrodden of women for the longest time, and we don't teach things like this. We don't actually show people that because why? It doesn't. It doesn't help them now, right? Like that history is not important. It is. I need to read about that. I never thought about that side of it. Yeah, to women. To, to be honest with you, this is what makes it really funny: is women did not. The majority of women did not want the right to vote. They didn't. Yeah, and it and it kind of comes down to some of the stuff that's happening in in modern times with mm-hmm. uh, what you mostly hear and see in the media is a very, very, very vocal mm-hmm. minority. minority. The majority of it, of most everybody, just is either doesn't care or, yeah. So I, I would argue, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I would argue that a lot of people don't, it's not that they don't care. It's that that they do, but they are scared to say anything. Right. That's that's you know? likely. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the fact that Trump won the last election kind of proves that there's not the, the silent majority is there, and that's why I have this silly little mm-hmm. podcast is because I was I keep watching all this stuff, you know, left and right, and and it's always you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and it's always the crazy person that's got the camera, and it's. I know, I know for a fact that there are millions of people out there that feel exactly like the three of us do yeah. on, on these instances. And I'm not saying that millions of us are conservative. I'm, gonna say, I'm saying that millions of us are split. I identify as a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? all? <laughs> Aren't we all? Fifth element. Fifth element thank you. <laughs> no, I am a meat popsicle. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I love that movie. But anyway. Um, Good times. Yeah. All oh, the 90s. What a time to be alive. <sighs> oh, kidding. Now I want to watch that stupid movie. I, I'm going to go home and watch it while I uh, build a deck for a major tournament tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to win, too. 
You have a tournament tomorrow and you're here? Absolutely. You're That's right. I gotta That's eat. why you said you didn't want to come over Sunday. It's not till noon. Oh, you got the time. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I got to get up at five. That's Why cool. are you here? Oof. <laughs> because I like punishment. No. Because Oof. I can manage my time. Fair enough. But, but realistically, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that, that we aren't taught that isn't being broadcasted mainstream. Like, for example, like, you didn't, I don't think you knew that much about, do you, do you know a lot about, like, the suffragists and stuff? I'll be honest too? with you, I don't. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a really, really compelling story. Like, it's, women really didn't want it because of the the quality of life they had. Mm-hmm. But for, for equality's sake, we did that. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we enabled them to have that. And after enough fighting... They eventually the the minority the vocal minority eventually drowned out the silent majority and got the right to vote. Yeah, and I and I think that's the the vocal minority didn't fully understand all of the responsibilities that came along some with did. that right. Some some yeah some of yeah, them I'm sure did, some did, but but they didn't but, care because yeah. it was it was the right thing to do. Like realistically having the equality there is is the right thing to do, mm-hmm. and like that's. That's kind of one of those situations where I'm like, I don't, I don't even at all, like, not even the tiniest shred think that they shouldn't have done that because they right. definitely should have. Of course. But um, the, the silent majority wasn't even being factored and it wasn't something that was calculated or considered. And that's kind of like when Trump won the election, the silent majority was forced to be listened to mm-hmm. and considered. So, um, yeah, it will be very enlightening times when the silent majority no longer is silent well and that's that is why it's not for fame it's not for money or glory that's why i want to get this out is because i sat on the sidelines for too long really you know like i felt like well what is you know what does it matter if i'm saying anything what this why that's why i want to get it out i mean if i make money off of this and i the great that's fine but i want to show people that you don't have to be in a box and that your opinion matters and that you can talk about things without getting into a fight. Nick and I are Christian. You're atheist. I'm very angry right now. Here we are still, you know, swilling bourbon and (laughs) making dick and fart jokes. You know, like it's, I have not made a single dick or fart joke. Okay. We need to remedy this right now. Okay. Uh, dicks, farts, (laughs) fantastic all right <laughs> i prefer the word flatulence though could you give me that one instead Flat, flatulence no, that's ridiculous that's too big a word for that Penis. kind of joke oh there i've done it that's oh. i've got it all out of me tonight guys. <laughs> you didn't shout it sir Does i'm, not, not, I'm count. not screaming it any louder than i did <laughs> no i appreciate that um but yes that's it like the the silent majority which i think that term was coined back in the 60s is it's and it's there still so i mean it proves that people don't feel that they can say what they want to say or feel that, you know, they need to stay in the, in the shadows because the camera is not on them or so to speak. So I really am hoping that if this gets out there, that at least people will realize you, you are important, you know, you're not, not just once every four years kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, it's there's, you should never be like, First of all, I want to come out and say I fully disagree with applying violence to anybody for saying anything. So, yes. Like, just straight up. So, you should never be afraid to voice your opinion. You right. should never feel like you are being threatened for voicing your opinion. And damn anyone who would. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just kind of how it feels to, to like, live 
we brought it up earlier when we were talking about being like a conservative on campus. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because if they find out, it's just as bad as if you'd said something. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And you don't even have to say. You, anything. you can just. They can just find. Oh, I was just browsing your social media and happened to find a post from 13 years ago. <laughs> oh man. Where you liked a red hat. <gasps> Did it say anything on it? Absolutely not. But that's that's all that matters. It was like red. It yep. was a red hat. It was red. Make red hats wearable again, please. I like. I liked my red hats. <laughs> and now, if you wear a red hat, you're just accosted in public by people that you don't even know. And well, I was going to say there was yeah. actually something a couple weeks ago where yeah. someone was attacked because they were wearing a red hat and found out it wasn't a MAGA hat, and yeah. then they just walked off. Oh, I think it, right. actually. I think it was literally a a plain red hat yeah it was like, just a literally red hat. A red like hat. had no graphics on it whatsoever right and yet you monster and it was just, oh okay well sorry well like, so now we can't wear red trucker hats yeah dang it there jim bob we can't <laughs> wear our red cap no more because we get attacked when we pull into applebee's <laughs> puts all of kimworth's merchandise out because their logo is yeah. red and white no all right we got to eat at the pilot because if we go to applebee's they'll attack us <laughs> Wow, that's good because the pilot close to my house has a Pizza Hut in it. Oh, they might nobody, attack us at the Pizza Hut too. Nobody out pizzas the hut. <laughs> Gotta make sure you take off your red cap before you use the pilot showers. I'm, <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry, Rick. That's my brother. He's actually a trucker, so I gotta give the big apology. That's awesome. Oh, I, know. I appreciate and, what you do, but man, please take off the red hat. And, and my dad works at Kenworth. Thankfully, they're uniforms are dark blue yeah so there you go he might not get attacked at applebee's nope <laughs> oh boy <laughs> well now what uh well i think we've already basically discussed religion yeah uh we've had was there a, anything that you guys wanted? well we could always go in depth in conspiracy and non-canonical books look okay look uh, China yeah. poisoned its people, okay? I'm just going to come out and say that. I think that China actually just looked at its dudes and they were like, yo, nah, fam, and they got them. They got them good, dude. How do you say ya nah, fam in Chinese? I think that is. Ya nah, fam. That sounds racist, guys. Come on. I'm sorry. I apologize. I will strive to be a better individual in the future. Listen. It's the Never mind. corporation. I really like seafood. Right. And I think that with China being, you know, quarantined, I can't get good seafood anymore. Well, isn't sushi Japanese? Yes. I'm not talking about sushi. I mean oh. seafood. I actually, wow. I actually despise sushi. I do too, but really, and I, I love have, it. I have had higher quality sushi than you, good sir, and I still. Think I know it's you baby. have. It's, you keep bragging about going I, to Japan. I, I prefer Kobe my beef. <laughs> I prefer my seafood blackened and loaded with Cajun spices. Have you ever had Kobe lobster? It is lobster fed exclusively Kobe beef. What? Uh, lobsters were vegetarian. <laughs> or omnivores. Have you ever it's had a- uh, Kobe mantis shrimp? It's a mantis shrimp fed exclusively lobsters that have been fed exclusively Kobe beef. Oh my god, it's insane. <laughs> no, that was a you wanna be ri- You want to be really risky. Ooh. Eat it live. <gasps> what? Reach down little, the water little, and little. grab the mantis shrimp and just start biting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, little, little, known, little known fact, mantis shrimp actually have like little appendages that they can punch with whoa and it's essentially like a 22 long rifle yeah getting shot with a 22 rifle really yeah Yeah, they'll go up and they'll just like find like a little crab and they'll just like and they'll just crack the whole shell open and just drink the crab basically that's insane yeah have you never seen a mantis shrimp no 
Oh, they're insane. They, yeah, they're insane-looking creatures. Like, and they have like multiple. They're like clown shrimp or mantis shrimp. They're yeah. really crazy. They, they Bright, like brightly, little... brightly colored, and they got two little things like it, like a praying mantis. Two little little appendages that come out of the front, and they can actually punch with them. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's, it's and it's the, the same, same power. Yeah, same force as a twenty-two rifle. They oh actually God, they're so pretty though. They actually create like a little explosion. Like if you actually watch yeah, them when they they have a, a shock wave when they do it. When their limbs like break forward to like swing, there's like a tiny little explosion. That's the heat of the sun in their arms. It's insanely cool. Some species have specialized calcified clubs that mm-hmm. they can strike with great power, while others have sharp forelimbs to catch your prey. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're really, uh, they are pretty. Like, they're actually colored really. They're incredibly aggressive. Well, yeah. I mean, they have clubs, for goodness like, sakes. Uh, like, literally, I've I've seen videos of people who own these things on YouTube, and they reach, like, they like put their hand in the water, and literally it takes, like, a second for the shrimp to swim out of its hole, just dash up to their hand and club their hand and, like, break a finger. That's insane. They, they, they are strong little things. Huh. And there's another one that has a, a spear and it like kind of like barrows in the sand. Yeah. It's another different type of mantis shrimp, and one like the thing will officially swing and it'll literally just eject a spear out, stab it, and drag it into the hole. <sighs> yes, the ocean is brutal. Welcome to the ocean. It's almost as dangerous as Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made a really horrible joke. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, yeah, that's okay. a must. That's a yike for me, dog. Yeah. Must must abstain mm. from roasting. Oh. Sorry, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool things going on. So like, I don't know. It's we're in a really weird situation politically and economically. Everything's awkward. Tensions are super high. D- don't don't go to don't have a civil war, everybody. That civil war is bad. Do you think a civil war is possible? Not between like left or right. Yeah. Okay, first of all, because how can you tell somebody's left or right? We're not gonna we're right. not gonna walk around wearing blue and red ribbons. This isn't capture the flag. We're not picking teams. Okay, that's not red versus be. blue. The yeah. only the, it would be it would be like a logical campaigning civil war between. I think I think it's more likely that the Democrats who are like the moderate Democrats and the liberals fighting each other basically for like to try to do something to merge their party because right now their party is so broken and so segregated uh that there's like there's no cohesion there Mm -hmm. because you have you have the group of people who are very big bernie supporters and you have the group of people who who know that's just absolute lunacy um and they're not getting anywhere they can't come to a consensus nothing's working well to kind of go along with that um Someone that we know, I won't put him on blast, uh, was a, a fan of Andrew Yang. Oh, yeah, I love Andrew Yang. And follow, well, yeah, so they they followed him, you know, like different groups on Facebook and stuff like that. And I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, of course you do. And so they, a lot of these Yang people, before he was out of, of the running, were saying that it looked like he wasn't going to make it all the way through. And that if he didn't, that they were just going to vote for Trump. Yeah, that was the thing that I, I remember reading a lot of that, yeah. And of course it blew this guy's mind because it was like, how in the world do you go from Yang to Trump? And my thought was, like you were saying, the the, the side is so disjointed and whatnot that, I mean, they... It's, it would, okay, like, people are like, well, why not just vote for Bernie in that situation? First of all, Bernie and Yang are so far apart. different, exactly. Like, if you read any of it, they're, they're not even in the same realm. Like, to me, it's like, if you say you'd vote for Bloomberg, you, you might as well vote for Trump. Exactly. They're basically the same person. I love how Bloomberg comes out and he's like, I'm going to do this and I'm, you know, the anti-Trump. And I'm like, no, if you really want to talk about, if you want to compare Trump's past and his past, they're virtually the exact same. I mean, he's admitted to buying Nancy 
people as they see in the Senate. I'm just saying. Put that and then there. they talk about Trump being a womanizer, and yet he Bloomberg has said all this stuff, and how Bloomberg put out there, what did he say? Something like 95% of all crime was due to African Americans. I'm like, what? <laughs> Whoa, man. Um, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, so wait a minute. How is... How is Trump racist and this guy isn't? It's- See, I just don't get... It's like, my biggest gripe with people voting for Bernie is, like, they've done zero research. They're just like, he says nice things, so I'll vote for him. If I say nice things, will you vote for me? I was going to say, like, that's yo, a I, politician's job. Yeah. Yo, I could it's say like, I will really whisper nice. sweet nothings into your ear. <laughs> yo, if you vote for me, <laughs> I will give time. you... How do you out-sweet nothing, Yang? He literally was like, I'm going to give every single person in the country $1,000 a month. And the people are just like, no, I don't like that guy. <laughs> Is that on top of my current salary? Yeah, that was, yes. okay. that's, he was that's, just going to give everyone a, a, a free like a free living wage because guess what Australia does that and it works. Yeah. Well, that's so. I was going to say because I already make more than that a month. Yeah, you no, did absolutely. Yeah, extra. No, but it was in the and I when I first saw that I was like, how can you do that? I, I don't understand. And you do the and math then, on it and it actually like works. And that's the thing. Someone explained it to me. I was like, son of a bitch, that's genius. So the, the idea with that is the, the, this is the cool thing with this theory is like he, he gives everybody the money and that money just goes right back to the economy. That's immediately right back. Yeah, and it's like wow, we're like not even giving them money because they're just spending it. Well, and all I I'm I'm not even going to try to explain it. But all I know is that Yang's principle of you know giving the thousand dollars a month is basically what they're doing. Similar is what they're doing in uh, Alaska with all the the oil money and everything mm-hmm. that's up there. It's and please look it up. I I'm I'm going to completely jack it up if I try to explain it now. But but that's that's how it was working. Was basically subsidizing is the wrong word, but using you know the the oil companies that have everything up there mm-hmm. and and just propagating that back into the community, yep. which was, again, pumping up their economy. And the especially idea, when you have... Is, like, that's a, actually a theory of capitalism, by the way, is like put, putting money into the economy to get f- fueled in back into the economy. Right. So, I mean, it sort of worked when uh, Bush Jr. did that after... Uh, 9/11 and you know the two um yeah we weren't things. we weren't going back to the good years but we no 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 <laughs> no I mean appreciate the offer but what was funny was people were so scared that when they got that money they're like pocket you know like oh thanks <laughs> exactly <laughs> hang on to that to make sure I can eat next month but it it was a it was a good idea it was it was uh, unfortunately done incorrectly mm-hmm. but like I say, Alaska, Yang, like these things, Australia, Australia, these are things that actually do work. And after I found that out, I was like, man, Yang might be the guy. And it's not just because he's buying my vote. It's not that it's, it's like his you said, policies were actually like he did everything. So right. the thing that was cool with Yang was he investigated, researched like everything. He yes. put so much work into it and people just didn't, they just pretended like he didn't exist. Right. And I love his Twitter was the best, by the way, like the absolute <laughs> best. Cause people would be like, look at you trying to force socialism on us. And he's like, no, I'm just literally trying to give you a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And he's like, you're a cruel social villain. And it's like, I guess you don't want $1,000 a month? Question <laughs> like, mark. let me guess. You're a Bernie supporter. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> well, so speaking of that, uh, I, uh, of course, it's gone through the rumor mill, but apparently Bloomberg allegedly was looking at putting Yang as a, as a running mate. If Now, if if a Bloomberg were to make Yang his VP, I, he, he, I, he may get my vote. That might be the one. Of course, Hillary is me. back in the mix as well. I you really know. think she just uh, needs to get the heck out of there. Just leave. Nobody likes you. You're uh, old and you're yeah. ugly. <laughs> Your daughters are ugly, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude. You. It was really rude. But somebody has to say I think it. you need to apologize. No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
It's like a five-year-old kid. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Say you're sorry. No, they're stupid and ugly. <laughs> I'm not going to the dance with them. I mean, again, I mean, now that the, now that the, now that the democratic field is is thinning out to only a few people, you're gonna have you know these people that are like, well, what if they have this for running mate? What if they have her for running mate? What if? It? Here's what's really spooky. I think this will be the first time we actually have like two democratic candidates. Like two. You think it's going to be split between? I think they're going to have to split it because there's no way that we could. There's no way that they can just put all of it in one. You know, that's going to be political suicide for the Democrat side. Absolutely. Okay. But I mean, at least they have to start somewhere. No, I agree. I don't don't think it would happen. No. You don't think it would happen? I don't think it would happen. I'm going to point back to the current current state of our two party system. I. I Well, they'd still they'd still be running as the Democrat. Yeah, I don't think it. I honestly, I don't think it would happen. It would split the vote, and it would give Trump the. Trump's going to win probably no matter what at this point. Well, I, I at this point, I agree. And if you look at it from the outside, regardless if you're Republican or Democrat, I, I just don't see how it could possibly not be Trump winning with the way that the Democrat side is running. There's too many people on the Democratic side who don't want to vote for Bernie because his ideology is is destructive. Correct. And there's too many people on the left, and the the people who are on the left who are going to vote for Bernie, um, there's not enough of them. Right. Like, without the party unified, there's no way that even if Bernie gets a nomination that he can win that election. I agree. Um, And meanwhile... Everybody's unified behind Trump. Like even if even if they don't really like him, they mm-hmm. would still rather vote for him over Bernie Sanders. Well, I'll point to um, what was it the ninety six no ninety two election um, when it was Bush Senior, huh? Was it was that the one that Clinton Clinton so yeah Clinton, Clinton Bush Senior and then Ross Perot? Which one was, was oh, Bob man. Dole? Bob Dole was. I think was that had to have been the second term. That had to have been yeah, the second it was term. Clinton's yeah. second term. And the reason why, and that was the thing, like Bush Senior really had a runaway when it when it came to that, you know, at that time. And but the reason Ross Perot came in as an independent, he was a billionaire oil guy down in Texas. Good old Ross Perot. Good old Ross Perot, and and he was the one that split the Republican vote. He didn't pull very many Democrats at all. He was very conservative in a lot of his views, of course, being you know an oil tycoon guy, mm-hmm. and so it split. The Bush vote to the point where it just handed it to Clinton. Now, you know, we'll never know if he didn't get in, if Bush would have gotten a second one. But considering that a lot of people appreciated his policies at the time and everything else, it it probably would have been, however, we had Clinton. So that's why when you're saying, I'm not saying you're wrong or it's not going to happen, but I mean, if that were to happen, to have Bloomberg and Sanders or any two people, you might as well just. It it would almost guarantee. Yeah. A Trump. I, I think that we're already at that point. Uh, I think that they need to at least show that the Democratic Party needs, like, they need to unify. And if they pick somebody like Sanders, there's no way they can. There's no way. because yeah. and been... To be honest, I, I'm of the opinion that we should get rid of the monikers Republican and Democrat. Because we are, we are very much more conservative, com- conservative liberal. And then there's also the, the major third-party libertarian. So, well, okay. Uh, remind me, Miami. Okay. Um, to, to hit your point real quick, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And if you've noticed, even nomenclature in the media in the last 10 years or so, you don't hear Democrat or Republican. It's always yeah, conservative, it's conservative liberal. liberal. And it's because you, you're right. I mean, things have kind of gone that way. Now, it seems to me, and maybe this is just... Sometimes it's right-wing extremist. Yeah. 
okay. <laughs> but that's what. I, so I mean, you have these different factions, if you will, of of the Republican Party. Like you have libertarians, you have Tea Party, you have you know like these different things that are still typically conservative. So it makes sense, but I don't necessarily see that on the Democrat side. No. Okay. They they don't really do it too much. Uh, I mean, you do you do occasionally hear about it, but like they they always they always talk about like Bernie Sanders as yeah. liberal or progressive. Progressive is the yeah. word they like to use. It's very progressive. Um, I don't think they say liberal very much. They they, they prefer the term progressive at this yeah. point. Um, but yeah, the the term progressive is just it's just it's a nice way of saying liberal. Right. It's literally all it is. So to Miami, real quick. Um, when you were talking about Bernie, you know, just not being able to get the votes, there are. Plenty of people, and again, you can look this up, where they're like, if Bernie gets in, there's no way I'm voting for, you know, for socialism because, and there's people that have come from socialist com- or companies, countries that have come in and they're seeing this and they're like, why would you invite this to this country? That's why all of us are coming here. Like we're, we're trying to yeah. avoid it. And here trying you to get are, away from this. Yeah. Here you are trying to turn your beautiful country into what we just came from. And when he was talking about Castro, and you know, like I love when they boot him. I oh man, oh, I was so excited. Was so great. Like, oh yeah, in oh, Miami is the worst. Well, that's the so, very worst community in the entire nation to actually to do say this. that about. Yes. And that's Boom. why Miami actually, I think it was actual Miami. It might have been a suburb, but either way, um, the the city itself decided to have shortly after that whole thing happened. Decided to have like a community event. Um, they weren't charging uh anybody to come up and set up a booth to have music or anything else like that they were just coming up and and saying you know come out let's have a giant party and be anti-socialist to show him that we do not want this this is why most of us are here because we were escaping all of that and then here you are saying that it's a good thing so you have all these people who were in socialist countries coming here and saying what are you doing and i don't understand why the rest of america isn't waking up and paying attention to this because they're being silenced the 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 silent my or the vocal minority is drowning them out basically like they'll they're gonna voice their opinion they do it all the time like the suffrage thing we were Mm -hmm. talking about earlier and they just get drowned out and it's like they kind of get forced to the point where their opinion is either not heard or doesn't matter. And that's, that's like, that's not cool. That shouldn't be happening. All right. Well, Hey, uh, all you people from socialist countries who came here, um, I'll fight for you. All my 12 listeners. will <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it out there. We'll carry the banner. My yeah. arms hurt from lifting weights. Cause I'm getting ready to fight for you guys. Right. But seriously, I, this is another reason. Get out there. Who cares if you think you're being silenced? Be louder. Get out there. Scream. They yeah. do it. Right. Do it back. Exactly. But then they'll call the but, cops on. But you. tastefully, don't, yeah, tastefully, don't, yeah, don't make don't, it. Don't make it ugly. Right. Don't don't do what I did and call the Clinton's daughters ugly. That's it's <laughs> not cool. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton, if you're listening, if you'd like to sponsor this, <laughs> we we apologize. We'll, We're we'll sorry. Calling you ugly and I yeah. have uh, massive apologies. Yeah. So, what do you think? How are we doing? We uh, good? I think we're doing pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah, we wanna we wanna tie it up, or uh, you think we wanna keep going? I mean, I got nothing really else to say right now. No, good. Okay, we'll tell you what. I really had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. So, um, for everybody out there, I think uh, we'll probably do this again here soon. I'm really hoping because this was 
pretty sweet. Um, just a little bit of uh, some housekeeping. Uh, if you ever want to check out anything, if you want to get a little more information about the podcast, go check us out online at therestofuspodcast.com. Uh, I'm sure that you're listening to this on your favorite streaming uh, device and software as well, but check us out on Spotify, um, iTunes, all that good stuff. We're growing. We're now on eight platforms. I'm kind of excited. Eight. Oh, man. Right? I mean, this little thing on eight different platforms. You're becoming the corporate body that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> you've become the very thing you've sworn to destroy. <laughs> when you accidentally become president by just starting a little podcast <laughs> in a shack. <laughs> So anyway, check out the website. Check out uh, you know, and check out the streams. Share us out there. Um, we also have email, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff, and that is all going to be under T R O U podcast. Uh, that stands for the rest of us. So check us out on those as well. Drop us a line. Give us some email. Send us a dick pic because I want to give them to Cody. I know he's excited about it. Um, and uh, we also have a Patreon. Haven't had anyone. <laughs> If you'd like to sponsor us, we do have a Patreon. <laughs> yes, check us out. Check us out on Patreon. Drop us a couple dimes. We'd appreciate it. And uh, we haven't had anybody do that yet. I mean, if you'd like to send dick pics to me through Patreon, feel free. I accept all gifts. That's true. Ooh, gif. Gifts. Oh, sorry. But maybe you wanted some. I mean, if you want to send me a gift on that dick pic. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Check us out on Patreon. Give us a couple bucks, and uh, the first person who does, we're going to send a, a cool prize. I'm not going to say what it is because I want someone to give me some money. I'm going to go home. And he's subscribe he's to this lying. Patreon it's going right to be a, a, a huge email full of gifts. It's going to uh, be another dick pic, dude. Don't worry. It really is too, <laughs> and it's not even mine because that would just not be a prize. So, anyway, thanks again for uh, my guests, Cody and Nick. Thank you guys for coming out. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Great Sweet. Time. And uh, I'm sure you'll hear again from these knuckleheads soon. For everybody here, my name is Jason, and I am out. Mm-hmm.